Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 7th, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled God's Grace in Our Faith. God does everything that he does for us by grace. Grace is unearned, unmerited, undeserved. However, in response to God's grace, we're supposed to walk and live by faith. And so it is by faith that we lay hold of what God has already provided. And so as we're getting an understanding of God's grace in our faith, um, we have to walk in with God, and, and it's through the revelation, through the knowledge of him, that we grow in grace, we grow in peace, we grow in all of these areas. And I've been teaching uh, you from John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17, and then we've been looking at 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 4 for a while. Now, yeah, it's cool. Like, if, if I were to come to you, and so there's a couple of ways to, to preach. I, if I came to you every morning... And I and I grab some obscure scripture, right? Maybe something from Song of Solomon, or something from Habakkuk. So if I were to grab some some obscure scripture that you don't know, and then I present it to you, of course, I need to kind of then give you the context. I need to kind of set the stage: who's writing to whom, what's going on in the text, and all of that. That's one style of preaching, and that's fine. And I do that whenever I introduce something new to you. However, um, it's the way that God really deals with me is that we'll come back to the same scripture, the same passage over and over and over again. And so now my challenge, what God has called me to do is to present the same thing to you in another way. And, and so I'm giving you the same truth, but I'm giving it to you. It's almost like a diamond has many facets. There's levels and levels of revelation. So we're coming back to the same passages but we're looking at it from so many different perspectives that we are actually growing in our understanding of God. And as we do, we're able to walk with God on a greater level. So this is God's grace in our faith, part 78. <laughs> it's already done. The series within the series, part 16. And today I'm teaching you about living by what God reveals. You're living in Matthew 4 and 4. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread only but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That that uh, Matthew 4 and 4 from the Message Bible says that we're supposed to live by the steady stream of God's words. We're getting a steady stream of words. How do we get that steady stream? We're getting it through the Holy Spirit. So we're reading what God said, and then we're getting a steady stream of revelation, insight, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding through the Holy Spirit. And this is how we're supposed to live. Put, put it in the chat. Say, I live by what God reveals. I'm living my life based on what God is revealing to me that is future to me, but past to him. He's revealing to me what he already planned for me from the foundations of the world. So I want you to get ready to receive the word. Amen. So let's get into it. So yes, I live my life based on what God already said in his word. That's past tense. But I also live my life based on what God is saying to me in the present tense. And he's speaking to me through the Holy Spirit. And so I'm living by my life based on what God reveals. So in John 1 and 14, the Bible says the word Jesus became flesh and he dwelt among us and we were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the father who came from the father full of grace 
and truth. In John 1 and 17, the Bible says that the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, the Bible says, hey, listen, I'm Simon Peter. I am a servant and an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm writing to those that have obtained the same like precious faith, the same faith that Jesus had, the same faith that I have, is the faith that you have. And we receive this through the righteousness of God that was provided to us through Christ Jesus, our Lord. He says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and Jesus, our Lord, according as God's divine power has already given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him. So as you get knowledge, reveal knowledge, you know what he's already given you. And God has called us to glory and virtue, whereby God has given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises that by these promises, we might be partakers of God's divine nature and that we can escape the corruption that is in this world through lust. What does this mean for you today? I have five things to share with you this morning. And once again, I'm giving you basically the same truths over and over again, but through different lenses, different perspectives. As I give you these things, I'm reinforcing what I've already taught. And these things are building you up in your faith and in your knowledge of God. And as you get more knowledge of God, you get knowledge of self. You get to know who you are once you know who he is. And once you know who you are, you already know what God has called you to do. And then you get to walk it out. You know what God has already stored up. You operate with a complete level, a different level of confidence than when you were trying to just make your life a great life on your own. You got it? All right. So five things. Number one, here we go. God measures success and purpose, nothing else. I've shared this with you before. God measures success, not in, in houses or money or cars. God measures success in purpose. Let me explain. The life of faith is not a journey of performance, evaluation, and reward. <laughs> and so in the world, uh, in the world, you function off of this system of performance, evaluation, and reward. Hey, I performed. I want my annual evaluate my annual evaluation. And based on that, I want a reward whether more money or getting promoted or more increased responsibility or whatever, but it's all about perform is performance based, right? And your walk with God is not performance based. Your walk with God is grace based. Your walk with God is faith based. Your work, your walk with God is a journey, but not a journey of performance. It is a journey of discovery. It is a journey of development and a journey of deployment. So instead of being, it being a journey of performance, evaluation and reward, it is a journey of discovery, development, and deployment. So you're, you're discovering what God has called you to do. You're developing in it, and then you get deployed into your purpose. And so the emphasis is not on your performance. The emphasis and the spotlight is on the plans that God made for you from the foundations of the world. And whatever he's revealing to you, whatever he's showing you, whatever he's calling you to do, whatever he's exposing to you about that is future to you, but past to him, now you're seeking to become that and so your life is this, this amazing life, this journey of discovery and deploying. God is, I'm discovering, I'm developing, I'm deploying. So your job is to find it, follow it, and finish it before you die. Your job is to discover, to develop, and to deploy into your divine assignment and to get it done. My singular focus in life is to complete my divine assignment. My, my singular focus in life is to get out of me everything that God placed in me while I'm in the land of the living, right? And so, so listen, this year, Isabella and I turned 50. And um, I guess this is, uh, you know, at a point uh, where, where a lot of people maybe have these, these thoughts. And, you know, I spent time praying this summer, like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? Like, you know, with, 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 the, 
with the remainder of my days? Like, at what point, you know, do you want me to stop doing this? At what point do you want me to stop doing that? At what point, like, you know, because I, I Isabella and I, we're blessed and, and, and we could, let me just say it this way. We could just, you know, we could be on the beach somewhere, right? We could just be chilling, but is that what God called us to do? Now, I do enjoy the beach. I do enjoy downtime, but we are also on this planet for one purpose, and that's God's purpose. So I'm on this planet for God's singular purpose, and my only focus in life is to do what God has called us to do. And so when I get to heaven, you know, success is not going to be measured in, hey, how big was your house? Or, hey, how many cars did you drive? Or, hey, what was your title? No, when I get to heaven, God is only going to measure me and my life against my divine purpose. He's going to pull out the, the purpose that he established for me from the foundations of the world, and he's going to measure me against that purpose. And so he's, my purpose will be the ruler by which he judges my life, and your purpose will be the ruler by which he judges your life. And so God is not going to use my ruler on you. God is not going to use your ruler on me. God is going to judge me by my individual life's assignment, and we only get one life. And so, so our focus should be to get out of us everything that God deposited in us while we're in the land of the living. Say amen to that. It's not about earthly fame or status or titles. Now, the thing is, when you're walking with God, God will elevate you and he will make your name great and he will give you all those things anyway. But he will give you those things so that you can use that level of influence for his kingdom. We're supposed to affect with effects and influence the people of this world and the systems of this world. Say amen to that. Say, put this in the chat. Say, my singular focus is God's purpose. My singular focus has to be God's purpose. Whatever God sent me to this planet to do, that's what I want to do. And along the way, will God give me stuff? Yeah, he'll give me stuff. If you like cars, he can give you 10 cars. That's not the issue. But, but don't chase that stuff. Chase your purpose. Chase purpose, and, and then, then all these other things will chase you. That's Matthew 6 and 33. You got it? All right, number two. So my singular focus is all about God's purpose. You got it? All right, I got it. All right, number two. Life in Christ is supposed to be different than life in the world. It is supposed to be different. So the system of the kingdom of God is much different than the system of this world. But unfortunately, religious people have kind of brought worldly ways over to God's kingdom. So religion, this is why I believe God hates religion. Religion makes your life about you and your performance and the repetition of rites and rituals and routines. Religion puts the spotlight and the emphasis on you. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to pray X amount of times a day, or you have to pray your rosary, or you have to pray this way, or three times a day, look out this window and pray this way. Or like, I need you to, you know, so you're going through all of these rituals and rites and routines and the emphasis is on you. And honestly, can I tell you something? That's human. That, that, what, all of that is just a human thing. And it comes down to your humanity and not your divinity. God has called you to live a different type of life. When you are religious, you're, you're human. You're, you're just focusing on human performance, human ability, human strength, human, going through, hey, look at what I did. I did this. I did that. I did that. God has called you to a life that exceeds your humanity. Let me say that again. God has called you to a life 
that exceeds your humanity. You're not good enough. What God has called you to do, you're not smart enough to do it. What God has called you to do, you don't have enough money to do it. What God has called you to do, you don't know the, the right people to do it. What God has called, listen, God has called you to do stuff that you can't do in and of yourself. God, God calls you to do things that exceed your human power, your human ability, your human strength. And so God has called you to a realm where your performance is not enough. And so that's why, uh, so, so when you get to the point where you know, guess what? My humanity is not enough. And I, I get over it. When the devil comes and says, oh, you're not good enough. And I say to Satan, Whoop, man, I got over that a long time ago. I know I'm not worthy. I know I'm not good enough. I know I'm not smart enough. I'm not, I'm all of those things. But God, that's in my humanity. So in my humanity, I'm not enough. But in my divinity, come on, I can do all things. God has given me a level of wisdom that exceeds my humanity. Come on. So now I operate with a level of wisdom and insight that comes from above. And so, yeah, yeah. So now, uh, yeah, I, I didn't have the physical strength to do all these things. People say, Rick, how do you do all you do? Well, it's supernatural. It is the supernatural empowerment to do what God has called me to do. I become, the text says, a partaker of God's divine nature. Oh, glory to God. And so I'm standing on the promises of God and these exceeding great and precious promises. I'm living by faith. And so now, now I am walking this thing out. And since I'm living by faith and I'm standing on the promises of God and I'm believing and receiving what the Holy Spirit is revealing to me and I'm walking this thing out and I'm walking with God and God is walking with me, then the text says, that we become partakers of God's divine nature. So while in and of myself, don't get this wrong. Well, Rick, are you saying, listen, I, I'm saying what I'm saying. I, I'm not, I'm not cutting corners. I'm saying you're not good enough. I'm saying Jesus even said, I didn't come down here to do what I want. Jesus said, in and of myself, the son can do nothing without the father. I can do nothing without the father. I'm saying that in my own humanity, I could never do what God has called me to do, but in him, in Christ, I can do all things. And so as I'm discovering what God has called me to do from the foundations of the world, as I'm developing into the man or the woman that God has called me to be, as I'm deploying into my divine assignment, I become a partaker of God's divine nature. And now I operate on a level of insight, wisdom, power, strength, joy. Listen, I can go to sleep. Maybe a lot happened. God had me doing a lot last night and I go to sleep late and, and I know I got to get up early and I only have, let's say, four hours of sleep. I can say, God, you know I was doing your will. I'm about to go lay down right now. Come on, I'm a partake of your divine nature. I'm about to lay down. I'm only going to get four hours of sleep, but Father, you can multiply my rest now. I, I'm going to get four hours of sleep, and you can give me eight hours of rest in four hours of sleep. There's nothing you can't do, Father. So I'm about to lay down. I'm a partake of your divine nature. There's nothing I can't do. I'm not limited to the limits of this present world. I'm about to lay down and instead of, I'm going to get four hours of sleep in the natural, but I'm going to get eight hours of rest in the spirit. So Father, you can multiply, come on now, I'm going to get up with a spring in my step, with a song in my heart, with a smile on my face. I'm talking about supernatural. I mean, this is how we're supposed to live, right? Number three, great, the grace life takes the spotlight and the pressure off of you and it puts it, puts it squarely on God. So the, the grace life that I teach you all the time, it takes the spotlight and the pressure off of you, and it puts it squarely on God. So, so the more you come into the knowledge of him, which is what the text is teaching us, the more you come into the knowledge of who you are, because you're coming into the knowledge of who he is, and he, he's revealing to you who you are, the more you understand what God has already signed up to do in your life. Let, let me say that again. Let me say this. 
when God reveals to you what he planned to do in your life from the foundations of the world, he's showing you what he signed up to do. It's all about him. So he's the one. He's the one. He is the one who's living in you. He is the one who says, I will give you the words, son. I will give you the words, daughter. He will give you the words. He will perform the work. He will do the living. He will release the supernatural. He will open doors that no man can close. He will close doors that no man can open. He will bring you before great men. He will give you influence and power and ability in this world. He will cause the people to, to use their influence and their money to help you. He will do things that you could never do. God is the one because God is the one that planned it from the foundations of the world. My life is not about me. My life is all about him. So as he is showing me, hey, I want you to do this. Uh, he's opening doors. I had plans. I thought at this stage in my life, maybe I would be doing this or I would be chilling. God says, no, no, I want you to do this. And I plan for you to do it. But God, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. I'm God. And so I need you to do it. And I will give, don't worry about it. I will give you strength. Don't worry about it. I will still give you the, the, the vacation time. I will still make sure that you enjoy it. But there's a level, watch this, there's a level of enjoyment that we get when we walk in our divine purpose. There's a difference between work and a job. A job is something that you do because you're doing it, but work is what you're called to do. There's no retirement plan for the believer when it comes to your divine work. While you're in this earth, while you're on this planet, there is work to do. Ephesians 2 and 10 says that God made us new creations in Christ Jesus so that we could spend the rest of our lives doing the good works that God already called and planned for us to do. So there's some work. I'm not talking about jobs. I'm talking about work. And there's divine work for you to do. And while you're in the land of the living with this air still flowing through your lungs and blood still flowing through your veins that you have work to do. Now, I'm not saying you may not have a job, but you have work. And so you need to go do that work and do it with all your might because you are doing what God called you to do from the foundations of the world. Say amen to that. All right. Number four, glory to God. Number four, the life of faith is about tapping into God's grace to do and to experience what God already planned. There's stuff that God already planned from the foundations of the world. And so now you need to believe and receive it and walk that thing out. And so, so the life of faith is not about working to achieve, to get God to move or working to, I'm going to do this so God could do that. No, no. The life of faith is about discovering what God already planned within the halls of eternity. And then your job is to believe it and to receive it in time. In eternity, it's already done. But for you on the earth, it's only a matter of time. So by faith, you are seeking God concerning what you must do right now in time in order to receive what he's showing to you in eternity. And so you go into your prayer closet and he shows you things in the heavenly domain. And then when you come out of your prayer closet, you want to know, okay, God, what do you want me to do in the earth domain so I can experience what you revealed to me from the heavenly domain? The life of faith is a life of, of of discovery. You, you are peering into heaven from the earth and you come back from that moment and you're like, now I was, woo, God showed me stuff from heaven and now boom, I'm back in the earth. And so now what do I need to do on earth so I can experience what you've revealed to me from heaven? That's how I'm going to have on earth as it is in heaven. So God allows me to peer into eternity from time. And then I have to pray in accordance with what God revealed. So faith is not about you doing something to get God to move or to get God to do. Listen, faith is about you discovering what God already did and then believing and receiving that and walking in agreement and in alignment with what God has already provided. Say amen to that. Number five and finally, number five, last point for today. 
as you grow in the knowledge of God, second Peter chapter one, verses one through four, as you grow in the knowledge of God, you're going to grow in these four areas. I'm going to talk about right now, grace, peace, faith, and holiness. As you grow in the knowledge of God, you're going to grow in grace and peace and faith and holiness. All right, let me teach you from the text. The text we've been looking at, 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, teaches us that all things, say all things, all things that pertain unto life and godliness have, have already been given unto us. I've taught you that already. All things that pertain unto life, everything I'm going to need external, all things that pertain unto godliness, everything I need internal has already been prepared, already been stored up for us. The text also teaches us that God has given us exceeding great and precious promises that by these promises, we might be partakers of God's divine nature. Put this in the chat. I am a partaker of God's divine nature. The nature of God is my nature. I'm walking around with God on the inside of me, and the nature of God is my nature. I am a partaker of God's divine nature, right? And once we partake in God's divine nature, then the text teaches us that we escape the corruption that is in this world through lust. And all of this comes through the knowledge of him. So let me tell you, let me address these four areas real quick through the knowledge of God, and then I'll close. As you grow in the knowledge of God and what he already planned for you, you're going to grow in these four areas. Number one, you're going to grow in grace. Say, I grow in grace. You're going to grow in grace because you're going to know what God has already given you from the foundations of the world. What You're going to know what, what you are supernaturally empowered to do. As God reveals to you the knowledge of him concerning you, what he's called you to do, then you know what you have the grace to do it. Say, I have the grace for it. You have the grace for it, so you are supernaturally empowered. You will grow in grace as you grow in the knowledge of him, and you're growing in your understanding of what you were called to do and what you're empowered to do. You got that? The next one is growing in peace. So when I grow in the knowledge of God, I grow in peace, because now at that point, you know who God is, you know who you are, you know what you're called to do, and once you know who you are and what you're called to do, this knowledge of self, the knowledge of God gives you knowledge of self, it gives you a peace that cannot be shaken. It gives you a peace that cannot be bestirred. Like, like, like once you know who you are and what you're called to do, it's very difficult for the devil to rob you of your peace. You have a peace on the inside that, that is not affected or affected by what's happening on the outside. Okay? Then number three, you grow in faith. Because as you're growing in the knowledge of God, the, the divine revelation that God is showing you, he's revealing to you what he planned for you from the foundations of the world. Now you know what to pray. Now you know what to say. Now you know what to do in alignment or in agreement with what God revealed. And so you, you are living by faith to believe and receive what God has already provided, what God has already revealed. So you're growing in grace. And then the last one is you're going to grow in holiness. Say holiness. You grow in holiness. What is holiness? Holiness means that you are set apart. You're different from the world. The reason why you're going to be growing in holiness, the text says, because as you grow in the knowledge of God, you become a partaker of God's divine nature. You become a partaker of God's divine plan. And the text teaches us that we can escape the corruption that is in this world through lust. When you know who you are and, and, and once you know what you're called to do, then when people come to you with shady stuff, say shady. People come, to, people come to you with the corruption that is in this world, and they say, hey, man, we can do this. Don't worry about it. Nobody's going to know. Hey, you know, you, you, could, you could do this on your taxes. You know, I mean, nobody's going to ever know. No. If you're born again filled with the Holy Ghost, you don't cheat on your taxes. Why? 
because you're called to holiness. You are partaker of, now you're not going to pay more taxes than you need to pay, but you're not out here cheating. You're not doing shady stuff. You're not out here scheming to get ahead. Why? Because you are a partaker of God's divine nature. God is light and in him, there is no darkness at all. And so no, you are walking in the light as God is in the light. You are a partaker of God's divine nature and you escape the corruption that is in this world through lust. So you're, you're not going to be corrupted. You, you don't allow yourself to be corrupted. You walk in a level of grace and honesty and integrity and holiness and purity. Why? Because you are a child of the most high God and you're different from the people in this world. Say amen to that. Oh, glory to God. All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I know people don't talk about holiness today, but sin is still sin, y'all. Holy, God still requires us to be holy. All right, lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about your grace and my requirement to live by faith. I declare that this year is a year of progress for me. My progress will have no limits. But it won't be because of my effort, ability, or performance. It will be because I am growing in the knowledge of you and the things you planned for me before I was born. I am at a point in my life where I'm able to see into your realm. I peer into eternity. And you reveal to me the things that you planned for me. And I come back and I pray what, for what I saw. By your spirit, you enable me to see into heaven. And when I come back, I live in accordance with what I saw. And so I experience heaven on earth. So the things that I'm seeing you do in my life today, in time, are the things that you already revealed to me in my prayer closet. And so now I'm living the life of faith. I live by every word you reveal to me. And this is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Sorry about that. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button to get my notes. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Also, listen, do me a favor as I let you go. If this message was a blessing to you, I told you yesterday's message is something you might need to listen to again. Listen, all these messages are just reinforcing what God wants to say in your life. I hope that is a blessing to you. If it is, leave me some comments in the chat and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabel and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart 
for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things uh, as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.